Welcome to Friday Night Party Line. It's uh, March 27, 2015, and tonight on the show, we've got Viga. Hey, Viga, how you doing? Hey, I'm cool. <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, Omar. Hey, Omar. It, it feels weird being introduced without a racist commentary on where I come from or, <laughs> or my race. Does does Jason it's, it's do that? It's refreshing, dude. It's very refreshing. Is that what Jason does? I don't really listen to ATW 9K too much. <laughs> why, why should you? <laughs> Uh, so it's it's good to have you on the show where we're not talking about cars. It's it's nice to be here. I don't know what 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 use I'm going to be here if not we're not talking about cars. But it's your <laughs> your doom. Maybe my doom, but I take it willingly. Speaking of taking it willingly, Cherba, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to respond to that. Yes, finally. Got him. I've, always told, I've always told you I'm more of a top than a bottom, and yet these jokes about taking it willingly. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got him. I left him speechless for like a half a second, but I got him. Yes. Victory. Yes. Uh, so we've got a smattering of very interesting topics today, uh, and most of which were provided by Cherba. So Cherba, uh, why don't you kick us off on the first topic for the show today? Yes, that'd be a great idea. Why don't you vamp while I go and actually look at what we're talking? <laughs> so while Cherba's looking up what we're actually going to be talking about, um, just want to give a little bit of an update. Uh, so the last episode we did, I did mention that I was going to be at Hanadoki Con this past weekend, and I was. And uh, <laughs> oh, you yeah, I know. Uh, took the Amtrak down. It was fucking sweet. Uh, got free booze on the train, got a free breakfast, got lots of good stuff, the perks of business class, and uh, got to explore San Diego for the very first time. Viga, you should really come to the West Coast. They have some I good burgers. I want to. Like, come. my whole plan is to start from L.A. and then work my way up all the way to Portland. Viga, start in like January. I can get you into Anime LA. You can you can be bumped right up to like awesome guests, the awesome like panelists slash guest status. You can That would can be happen. cool, but then there's Magfest. <sighs> True Magfest. Girl. It was so. February, then I'm just going to say screw Magfest and do something else. <laughs> Which uh, hey, if I have the money to go out there, maybe Anime LA might be that something else. Yes. And I just make an entire West Coast trip of it because, yes. holy crap, I want to just go hang out with everyone I know on the coast. Yes, much. you can start down here in LA and work your way up. There are members in San Francisco, and then Row is up in Seattle. So, you yeah, can see and then, like, pretty much just do the whole thing and then yeah. go back to the Midwest. Chicago. You can take one of them Amtrak uh, cruise trains across the north from Seattle to Chicago. See, yeah. I've only ever heard like really, really nasty jokes about Amtrak trains, <laughs> mostly from Mad Magazine. So that'll show my age. Well, but, here's the um, thing: Mad Magazine's a East Coast really publication. Polish dude. Huh? Really? I thought that shut down. Isn't it still being published? Or I at think, least on yeah. web only. 
No, they're, they're still publishing. I see them in the oh. CVS all the time. Never picked a damn things up, but they're there. I haven't seen them around since I was a kid. No. Then no, again, they're, I haven't no, really noticed them since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Hanadoki Con, it was a first-time convention, and everything went without a hitch. Um, I collected a lot of footage, so I'm planning on making a video at some point about it. But uh, suffice to say that Allison Meyer and her whole crew, which I've been happy enough to work with at a lot of the conventions I've been going to, uh, Anime Los Angeles most notably, uh, pulled off a fantastic convention. Allison is the chairman at the um, for the for Hanadoki Con, and it was absolute fucking great time both both as a performer and a guest and if you're in san diego uh keep an eye out for it coming up next year <laughs> in the spring so you should definitely check it out so cherba has that been uh, sufficient enough vamping for you to get your uh, your topic in hand quite a bit more than was necessary but i Good. didn't have the heart to interrupt you <laughs> well go on you then get like on you. with it you sounded like you were having fun leading the show for once <laughs> well, 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 we right. shall see. Now, first thing that's up is, well, recently a report came out of the IARC, or the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer, basically saying, hey, guess what? Uh, glyphosate causes a shitload of cancer. Like, it's bad, guys. <laughs> So, of course, people have been freaking out a lot and going, oh no, Roundup, Monsanto, we're scary. The only thing is, it's entirely bullshit. <laughs> See, the thing is that they basically took 16 studies, seven of which don't even mention glyphosate, considered them for less than a week, presented no new information and just decided that this somehow means that everything we know about these chemicals isn't true anymore. So really that throws a lot of questions up about the state of reporting around science, around, well, chemicals, around industry, food or safety. at least in industries well, where people aren't traditionally employed. It's it's not really uh, reporting around science and all that stuff. It's reporting around Monsanto. <laughs> I mean, if, if it was another company, it would have just gone on, under the radar. But people hate Monsanto. It's and like any any single thing they can like any single piece of like dirt they can get on them, they're gonna get it. Pretty much, Monsanto is like the buzzword, and so they're using this to make it even more so, right? I mean, yeah. they're evil. Basically. Don't get me wrong, yeah. they're, they're evil, but some stuff first is just made up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they're definitely evil. It's just that they're not necessarily any more evil than any other amoral giant corporation. They're not constantly evil. <laughs> uh, they're not twirling their mustache kind of evil. Yeah. They're just So 75% evil. <laughs> I would say they're they're I would say the devil in them is a part timer. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. You in HR. <laughs> oh no, HR is always staffed by devils. That's not even a question. So 
really the question is how can we improve upon things like this? What way can we improve public awareness about science to stop things like this happening again? And I know I sound slightly weird. It's because I'm leaning into the microphone as I put my phone on to silent because I don't want to owe anybody a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the core problem is a... I mean, we can jump right down to, oh, the masses are by and large, you know, scientifically... I don't want to say illiterate, but like... Yeah, what the hell? Scientifically illiterate. I'm scientifically illiterate for the most so part. So. Is this a case of media finding out about fact, but then media exploding it so it could get more eyeballs on thus the story, but then it gets interpreted by more people about X is X, when really X is X plus X because of X? I think I don't understand a single word out of your mouth. Oh. <laughs> it's, more, uh, it's more a case of organization sets out to say a particular thing, which in this case was deceptive, and then the media picked it up without any sort of critical review. They just trusted it because it came from the WHO and it seemed kind of sciencey. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with vaccines and the autism thing, right? Just because someone that's a doctor said something at some point is like, oh, we can use this angle to attack vaccines. Okay, let's, let's publish this. Uh, and that's, that's just the media being the media. I mean, I don't think there's anything we can do about it. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. People like people like hearing about, like, bad companies doing bad stuff so they can feel morally better than everyone because they don't buy Monsanto. And, you know, there's just stupid people doing stupid stuff. That's it. Yeah. And stupidity, like there's, there's, no, there's no vaccine for stupidity. <laughs> Yet, uh, no. If, but if, if there was, but if there was, our friends, if there was, our friends at Pfizer and GlaxoSmithKline would be happy to provide. <laughs> it's, it's, no, there is a vaccine for stupidity. It's called fucking school. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like cyanide or something. Like yes, but like yes, well, I thought you were going to say punch in the face or something. Yes, but like a <laughs> Yes, but Cherba, like most medications, most Americans don't take school enough and in the proper dosage. <laughs> so sad. Have you considered maybe sorting that out? <laughs> yes, but the problem is the stupid people vote. And sometimes get into office. Oh. <sighs> Most of the time, get into office. <sighs> well, oh, you've got a lot of time on your hands. You're not really smart enough to contribute to society. You might as well become a politician. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the over-under on this, Cherba? Is this? Do you think this is going to be still a thing in maybe like a couple of weeks' time? Or is, every, or is it just going to blow over? Hard to say. I think in the mainstream media, it's going to blow over in less than a week. Because to the mainstream media, it's a good headline, it's a good story, but it there's no meat to it. It doesn't have any legs. It's no Malaysia it's Airlines. Go anywhere. I can yeah, guarantee you I'll be, I'll be reading about this on Facebook for like one or two months. <laughs> exactly. We all, we, all have those we all have one of those. Oh, I yeah. think this something's going to happen in like next week that's just going to blow this away, and it's going to be a new topic. Like, holy crap! 
um, manga exploded in Australia somehow. I don't know. <laughs> or another, amazing. or another, or another airplane will be shot down by Russia or something, and it feels. Oh bad my to- God. Putin's a bear. <laughs> Did you hear? He wants to. Yeah, Extra that, amazing. He wants to make a. Putin wants to make a an autobahn from basically Europe through Russia, all the way into Canada and America. That sounds like a great idea. Yes, let us make a large land trading route go through perhaps one of the most antagonistic superpowers in the history of the last 50 years. And even putting that aside, just the weather up there is just too harsh to even (laughs) build it, much less travel through it. It would be good work for off-season rally rally drivers. (laughs) And here I was just thinking, oh, he's already tried to start construction into the Ukraine. Look at all that tech the territories taken over with eminent domain. <laughs> oh, wait, I mean tanks, not eminent domain. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Putin, please stop invading countries. It's not cool, man. <laughs> please keep um, listening to the show. As long as you listen, you're not that bad by us, I guess. Yeah. Except for all the horrible shit you do. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's more accurate to say, if you're listening to the show, President Putin, you're not all bad. <laughs> right. but you're not all there either <laughs> <laughs> I can never shake out of my mind that music video of that uh, ends up with Vladimir Putin putting up putting yep. on a giant pair of Baby, dancing shoes I love the way you move that's <laughs> I actually have it here on my desktop because I love it so much nice <laughs> Yeah, techno Viking, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Can we can we really slightly left off center? Love the way you move. There you go. Yeah. Can we really say that Putin is a bear, considering he hates gay people and I... therefore he necessarily God hates lesbians? Damn it! I was gonna <laughs> do that joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have something you can do, Victor. Oh yeah, what's that? Considering you're our, one of our resident Americans and have far more convention experience than I do, probably, mm. you can take the next topic about Gen Con and how they might be abandoning Indiana. Well, what a coincidence that you should say that, Sherpa. I was just about to do that. You know, we're just so in sync. We got this. <laughs> That's terrifying for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like like a Cherba tease, Gen Con is, uh, well, first off, a little bit of a setup. So, Illinois. Um, uh, Indiana. <laughs> Indiana, I'm sorry. Not to besmirch the wonderful state of Illinois. Indiana <laughs> um, has, been, uh, has been pondering and attempting to uh, pass a bit of legislation that could allow for the refusal of service or discrimination against um, gays and lesbians from service in public, you know, public institutions or, or businesses, basically making it legal to discriminate against people based on their sexual orientation, which is bullshit. Um, and Gen Con, which... If you are not familiar with Gen Con, is a rather large convention. It could it is safe to say that they are a major economic contributor to the state of Indiana. Has basically said, "Listen, you motherfuckers, if you go on with this, we're going to pull out entirely, and then watch your profits from taxes implode." So there's that. 
And uh, a little bit of an added uh, thing to this, the mayor of Seattle has come out and said, Hey, Gen Con, if Indiana passes this, come to Seattle. We've got Wizards of the Coast here. So, no, they have to move to Illinois. <laughs> what to me? We're right next to them. <laughs> but unfortunately, Gen Con can't pull out that soon because they do have a contract. At, like I read later on, a follow-up, that they had a contract till 2020 pretty much. Yep. So oh, they I'm won't sure even be able to enact this, like enact this until five years from now. There is but always that, a way to get out of those sorts of things. Yeah, I hope so because you know it would make their threat less threatening if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get out of here in five years. <laughs> yeah, well, India's like fine. We'll just enjoy five years of you. Ha 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 ha. I wouldn't be so sure. Remember, PAX Australia was contracted at Flemington Racecourse for five years. And the very next year, we were in Jeff's Shed, the Melbourne Convention Centre, because the racecourse was terrible. I'm sorry, Jeff's Shed? Yeah, it's Jeff's Shed. What's wrong with Jeff's Shed? <laughs> it's, it's a shed? It's a shed? I'm a guy named yes. Jeff? Yeah, it's made of galvy. We got it from Bunning. <laughs> the convention has had to downsize, but we're, we're fitting it in. <laughs> That's a lot of galvanized metal, the sheet metal, dude. Tabletop must be so much easier to manage with so little space. <laughs> so many street passes and just such a small space. <laughs> you just get in there and your D- yeah. you start approaching it and your 3DS just says, no. <laughs> Uh, there are actually some groups of enforcers who basically, especially at sat theatres, who will actually have one person, like, inside during a talk, and that person on the inside's job is just to clear everybody's street passes. (laughs) 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 But, uh, no, it's called Jeff's Shed after the Premier of Victoria at the time it was either commissioned or built, which was Jeff Kennett, so... Hmm. Well, that is like the least impressive name for a convention center that I've ever heard. But hey, if it fits <laughs> PAX, then yeah. Oh yeah, it fits pretty well. But um, back onto the uh, the topic, it's it's pretty good to see that you know a number one that the institutions that in, in which geeks tend to gather around in in this case Gen Con. Um, are taking an active step in basically saying none of that shit. Mm. Because it's really, with Gamergate recently, there's been a lot of hate and vitriol being spat around, not just about women, but about gays and lesbians. And gay has has been for too, too long a, a, a derogatory term used in the gaming community. It's been really bad but it is good to see that that gen con is stepping up considering such an old institution too yeah gen con's like 40 years old or something right yeah that's like an ancient con now i mean for costa rican like uh, the equivalent of state 50 million dollars is a lot of money Mm. but for for such a big state like indiana is, is it really that much of a difference Yes. It's not it's not a whole fifty million dollars. I mean they move fifty million dollars, but how much of that 
does the state actually get their hands on? Well, and is it, that really a lot of money to, to be something to change, the, well, like the law, to change? Well, here's the well, thing. I, it's not just the state itself. that it's not the, the state's not really worried so much about their taxes as they are worried about the local businesses that, are, that will be negatively impacted by the loss of such a big economic driver. I mean, a massive yeah. convention like PAX not only just not only provides you know taxes to the state, but they provide a lot of economic influence on the local uh, restaurants and hotels and you know all that jazz. Yeah. And don't forget all of the vendors at any given convention in an area. On top of the convention itself, paying taxes to the state, all of the vendors are all paying sales tax where applicable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's well, what, supposed to be weekend? anyways. It's a weekend of business, right? It's three days at, at most. Right, it's but a, a convention. Day. Right, but here's the thing: a convention of that size can pull in as much cus- as much customers as a small business might do in a year. Yeah, like a, a huge con can affect a town and give them revenue that will last them pretty much a whole year of just running it. Hotels, food, uh, just vent- street vendors, small businesses, convention center itself, staff, other workers they have to contract in, union workers they might have to contract right. in. So, so those, those like around. three or four days is enough for, for yeah. like a solid at least half of their business expenses for the rest of the year. Yeah, Not I mean, just it's... that and sales tax. I yeah. mean, it's like it's like the economic situation of a tourist town, but concentrated within like a two or three day span. Yeah. Yeah, and plus it's Indianapolis. No one's really <laughs> going to Indianapolis for that yeah. many things. It's Indiana's not like L.A., of... New York, or Chicago. Indiana, <laughs> as much as it has the Indianapolis 500, is very much a flyover state. I see. So... So, I mean, L.A., there's always this shit make, going down here. Will yeah. it actually make any difference on, on if this stays as law or if they, they're just going to, like, veto it at some point? Or Well, I mean, even if it does, even if Gen Con saying we're going to pull out doesn't make a, doesn't actually make an, a major, a big enough economic influence, the fact that it's being picked up by media, because Gen Con, I mean, so even if it's not a major economic impact, it'll still create an impact socially where people might be more might will be made aware of this piece of legislation, contact their local governance and stuff to influence one way or the other, depending on how they feel about it. It's basically a show of a show of strength, a show of influence like this major convention did this. It'll inspire maybe other people to do it and or bring attention to it, like Victor said. Yeah. It's a good move on Gen Con's behalf, even if they can't reasonably leave in the next few years. Well, they probably can. You can I mean, do anything with lawyers. I hope so. They're also not alone. Uh, I believe there's another company called Salesforce or something similar who hmm. are refusing to send people into Indiana if this becomes law. Yes, oh, uh, I've right. read that article too. So, so we got this, two right this there. Not and Salesforce is a huge company. Yeah, a lot of companies are starting to follow suit and basically say, yeah, we're not going to have anything to do with you if you do this. Yeah, Yeah, and, and even beyond that, individuals are boycotting Indiana businesses that do, uh, like, 
approve of this pretty much. Right, because finally society at large is recognizing that being discriminatory towards a perfectly innocent and wonderful part of the population is just batshit crazy. Mm. Now, speaking of something that's entirely unrelated... <laughs> and now for something completely different. <laughs> Victor, what's the next topic? I can't find the tab. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm speaking a little bit blind on this one because it, it's about a book, but I, and I haven't read the book that I did download and I'm going to read it. Um, but Steven Spielberg is, uh, has been tapped and has agreed to direct the sci-fi book, uh, a movie adaptation of the sci-fi book Ready Player One for Warner Brothers. So if you're not up on your, your, your movie gossip or your movie director knowledge, uh, this is the first time Spielberg has directed a movie since AI, which it wasn't really originally his movie. He took over it for... Uh, he took he did it for Stanley Kubrick, um, so that was like 14 years ago. So having him back to direct a movie, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys read that book, Ready Player One? Unfortunately, I haven't have, read yes. it. You have? Am I go? Sorry, Turbo. Have you read? You said you read the book. I have, yes. Is it good? It's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's probably a little bit <laughs> harsh. But, uh, well, wait, wait to provide a weighted and balanced opinion, Truma. <laughs> okay, let me put it another way. Okay. It's, it's kind of a reverse Twilight. Oh, uh, what? Twilight has... Well, Twilight has really interesting concepts. I mean, vampires no. as diamond-hard golems that run on explosive oil strained <laughs> out of animal blood. That's fucking sick, man. That's great. I want to see that. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer can't write her way out of a fucking paper bag. <laughs> she is hopeless. Now, what we have here is the opposite problem. Ready Player One is actually reasonably well-written. I mean, it's not perfect by any means, but it's pretty good. The only problem is just the meat isn't there. It's it's just eighties references. Ah, oh. that's it. It's it's just a couple of hundred pages of eighties references and a pretty template hero's journey. So, what is it exactly? Is it like some sort of gamer goes into a game sort of story? I'm just kind of guessing from the uh, title. Okay, basically the synopsis is that. Pardon me, just thought I had Phelps there for a minute. Or died online? Not quite. He doesn't get sucked into the game. Uh, basically, <laughs> we're in the kind of almost cyberpunk, almost <clears throat> dystopian future. And there's this kid. He's, you know, disadvantaged down in his luck, you know. Not exactly up a crust. And he's obsessed with two things. Well, sort of two things. One of them is the 80s, and the other one is this big kind of ARG puzzle game around this chap who helped invent the internet as they know it, which is basically a fully VR immersive experience. Hmm. Fully immersive VR experience, if I want to actually speak English. So 
that's his two obsessions, and he's trying to solve the puzzles, get the prize. And along the way, there's the 80s references constantly. <laughs> so um, and he sounds... goes along, finds friends, finds allies, gets through the quests, carries on, you know, things happen. So it kind of sounds like the some hack? sort of Ender's Game mixed with Summer Wars and anime and gaming anime Yu-Gi-Oh-like tropes or whatever. Kind hmm. of, yeah, I'd say that's reasonably accurate. Is this going to be an animated film? No. no. Live action. Mm, I don't know. It sounds like it would lend itself better to animation. Oh, based well, on this concept. Well, apparently they are going to be... Uh, Spielberg has um, has gone and done a lot of research in preparation for working on this film. Um, going and watching films, you know, studying the interests of... Uh, uh, camera, uh, uh, God, David, Ca- David Cameron. No, that's a, that a prime minister. James Cameron. James Cameron. Yes. James Cameron, uh, Gilliam Jackson, Fincher, Kubrick, of course, uh, Stephen Lucas, you know, going and watching a whole bunch of films and stuff, getting ready for this. Like a director has to do research. Apparently. It's not going to work. No. Um, yeah. And they're it's, also, it's um, Let's see, what does else the article say? The studio that's working on this has been on the cutting edge of this kind of thing before, pushing the envelope with technology and visual effects with the Lego movie, Inception of the Matrix, and they're going to be trying to pull it off again. So, I imagine, in my mind, this is going to look like Spy Kids 3. Well, Zach <laughs> Penn wrote the script. And he did X-Men, uh, Last Stand, and the Avengers movie. He's So, that's hopefully good. At least it'll be visually good. <laughs> well, hopefully no, it'll be story see, good, too. That's the thing. Spielberg is way too old to, to do one of the, these things. He is way too artsy and highbrow to do one of these <laughs> things. I mean, it's like like asking Stanley Kubrick to do... Like a Barney movie, it's it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be visually interesting, but it's not gonna appeal to the target audience. It's, it's not gonna be as 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 good. Well, I'm sorry, okay. I'm imagining Barney dressed as a Druk now. Okay, but you gotta. Hey man, okay, if so, Stanley Kubrick can fake the moon landing, he can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta remember that Stanley Kubrick, when he originally. AI was originally his vision and Steven Spielberg and he wanted to make the movie like how Steven Spielberg made it you know really nice happy ish ending you know without a whole lot of horrible horror in it so eh? okay uh, point of order Spielberg has directed a bunch of films since AI has he? Wait, where did yeah. I? Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal War of the Worlds, Munich. Oh, I'm sorry. No, my, uh, you're Indiana right. Jones, you're right. Let me film. let me just let me let me revision that. It's AI was the last film he directed for Warner Brothers. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yes. There okay. There we go. Yes. I still don't think it's gonna work. Well, I mean, if the new movie Pixels works, this sure will. And the oh new movie God. Pixels is not going to work either. Pixels look like the worst movie 
ever based on that trailer. It looks like video am, game Ghostbusters. How can it be bad? I am bad? not going to see that. I'm and going to go see it. It's going to either be on Netflix or uh, just to see it because it seems so bad. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I want to go see that movie with a bunch of friends and then immediately go drinking afterwards. That sounds like something you should just riff and you watch it. <laughs> See, here's something I want to see if anyone noticed. I think Omar might have, Victor maybe, and it's not really Vega's thing. Did you notice in the trailer, like, right after Lannister guy goes, oh, yeah, and takes off in the mini, (laughs) that mini sounds like it's got a fucking LS3 V8 in it. Good God, yes. I I rolled my eyes so hard at those minis. I'm just like, what the hell? Why does this thing sound like a fucking Corvette or something? Did they chop the exhaust <laughs> off or something? No, if they chopped the exhaust off, it, it's it would have sounded like a like a like a dirt bike without an exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> they have nowhere near enough engine to make no. it sound like that. But no. it's Hollywood. I mean, that's, that's yes. how it goes. Yes, glory yeah, to the sound designers. We I make will, minis I will say, sound like Corvettes. If they can fit a V8 on a Yugo, because I've seen it here in Costa Rica, <laughs> they can certainly put a V8 yeah. on a Mini. And well, Peter those... Dinklage is small enough mm. to actually fit all the machine, the machinery and stuff like on on his right side. Oh man! But but wait, Mini are Minis front wheel drive? It doesn't the matter. New minis, the old Minis weren't. The new minis might be. I'm pretty sure they are. Well, the new minis mini, minis are not minis anymore. No. Anyway, well, there are still there are still the mini minis, but there are more maxi minis than mini minis. Yeah, yeah, because they don't make old school minis anymore. No, no more mini, no mini, no little old school '60s mini clubmans. Whoosh over her, over <laughs> <Let's> because. <go. laughs> uh, <laughs> When I hear V8, I think juice. When I hear Mini and Maxi, I think pads. So it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's basically the same, pretty much. <laughs> These are Maxi pads, but do they really have Mini pads? <laughs> I like the tiny ones. It's uh, <laughs> a long story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, so. With this, yeah, the verdict. No. So, can we can we say the the verdict, the pre-release verdict on this movie is um, hopeful no. but probably shit. No, shit I, but probably I'm shit. Shit. I'm interested in seeing a juxtaposition of an already director with a this premise, but that's about it. I'm not mm. going to say it's going to be particularly bad or good, but it's going to be interesting in some sort of like way that people are going to be talking about. Even if it's bad, even if it's like the worst movie that year or one of the best movies that year. Well, you know, Steven Spielberg plus, you know, cult, you know, favorite book. Mm. It's probably going to lead to some media coverage. <laughs> yeah, but I just think he might not be the right director for no, this sort of movie. Not. Probably it's, not. It's going to suffer the same fate as like the newest James Cameron movies. Like, <laughs> like that stupid Avatar thing. Oh. It's Wait, not a good movie. Oh, okay, that. But it I made mean, a lot of money. It made a lot of money because it had that dude directing it, and that, that's was, it. Wasn't the premise was of that movie pretty. "Grown Up Fern Cully"? Yep, basically that's it. 
Okay. I don't know. I'm I th I'm actually going to go the other way on this one. Now that I think about it a little bit, I think there's actually a better chance that it will be good than we think. And here's why. We've been historically Ooh. wrong on this sort of thing. <laughs> no, um, we're never wrong. Uh, here's the thing. In the book, the 80s references and all that, it's there. It's all right there in the text. You read through it and everything else. It's kind of beats you over the head with it quite a bit. You don't have to do that in a film. In a film, you don't have to say, and he was playing Pac-Man like a champion. You can just show someone playing Pac-Man really well. Not mention it. Just show instead of tell. That's basically the only chance it has of not sucking, is if they don't just tell everything and show. Yeah. Sure, bro. Steven Spielberg is not a child of the 80s. <laughs> he will not understand those references, and he will be ham-fisted with, like, giant fists of ham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Well, but I'm still going to have thing. some hope. There is it's one contractual. Thing. Like, one Steven Spielberg... No, sorry. <laughs> like, Steven Spielberg kind of made, ref like, he was the creator of some of the 80s references people make because he made those really huge films back then. You can yeah. say the same thing about George Lu Lucas. And, and, and would you give him a Star Wars movie? I wouldn't give him Not any anymore. movie. <laughs> okay. I want him to I'll just like go sit back and just be retired and not touch a camera ever again. I'd give him a Star Wars movie with the proviso that there was all that it was kind of like the older Star Wars films where there's someone there to slap him on the hand and say, No, <laughs> no, that's enough. There was actually a comic based on the first uh, script, like the first draft of the script of Star Wars oh, before it all changed. No. Someone made a comic about it. Oh, uh, no. it. It's like an official published one, not like a fan comic. So I, I suggest um, read like trying to find that one because it's very strange and mm. not as interesting as Star Wars even though uh, eh. first drafts of scripts can be very different than what, they're, than what we get I read through like a third draft of Bicentennial Man and oh my god that is such a different movie jeez mm. okay so uh, let us finally hit on the uh, the last topic of the day. Um, and that is uh, apparently in uh, apparently on the Golden Coast. Uh, just Gold Coast. Just Gold Coast. In the Gold Coast of yeah. Australia. Uh, some actresses were scammed by a fake talent agent who um, basically put out the call for busty wenches for the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, I, that was all over Facebook. Well, yeah. before people thought it was a scam. So, wait, and, and what, what, what doesn't, did they have, I mean, did the dude say, send me naked pictures of yourself? Okay, here's basically the thing. There was a casting agency called Bud Hope, who have worked with Pirates of the Caribbean in the past, mm -hmm. and will be working with them again for the upcoming movie. And they put out a casting call for a bunch of different people uh, for Pirates of the Caribbean. And then later on, someone else put out another casting call under the name Bud Hopes. They had nothing to do with Bud Hopes, but they put out a fake call basically saying, hey, uh, you know, we need some busty ladies to play some busty wenches. 
uh, you know, you've only got to be this dress size, and you must be rocking like this kind of cup size, no implants, must have good availability, and the people who contacted him, he's just like, okay, uh, we want to see some pictures of you doing this and this and this and this, and a lot of people actually did that. <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind if, if they sent the pictures, but did they actually ask for, like, naked pictures? Like, you need to be well, nude when you do the, this. The text of the email included the phrase, you can never show too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not victim-blaming here, but... <sighs> A Disney movie wouldn't, wouldn't ask you for naked pictures, first of all. It's freaking Disney. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, the, the, the bells are there, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think it's just... I think part of it is the... I don't want to... Again, I'm, I'm with Omar here. I don't want to blame the victims, but in today's digital age, you need to have some understanding of some basic internet safety here. If you're working with a big professional, or if you think you're working with a big professional organization, being con- having to send information to an at gmail.com email address should be a little bit of a red flag. Oh, it was a Gmail account? Yeah. Oh. Bob, oh, Hope's, Bob, Bob Hope's casting at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, no one even bothered calling. No, I guess nothing. not. Uh, it turns so out the bad. guy was actually uh, a 22-year-old who was caught. They oh, actually yeah. caught the guy. He tried because to run out, run away into bushland, and it did not work. Because of course he was. Of course. Yes. Oh, um, that, that, that news is just so full of sad. It's just—he is probably going to jail. Probably I he deserves to, to jail. go to jail. What? What under what crime, though? I gotta wonder. What is? What is? The, is I don't think it's illegal to impersonate a business. Tra- maybe trademark business. infringement. Well, he did definitely impersonate. Uh, the casting agency. Like, yeah. the casting agency had nothing to do with this scam. They didn't do right. anything in particular. Well, the, he created the whole it's a scam, it's a, it makes it illegal. I mean, it, if I sell you something and tell you something else, I, I will go to jail, right? They could probably sue them on based on, like, basically, like, dragging the name of their company through something illegal. Like maybe sue him on top on grounds like that. Well, I mean, except he wasn't dragging their company through something illegal. He was soliciting for stuff, and he got, you know, responses, willing responses. I mean, I'm totally with that. This is a jackass thing to do, and I feel really bad for the women that fell for it. But this is, I'm not sure where the crime lies. This is what, where we. Well, there's there. a question. What, what did he do with the pictures? Yeah, what did he do? <laughs> do you really <laughs> oh, want to know what he did question. with the pictures? <laughs> I mean, did he did did he post them online? Did, did he do something with them? Did he try to blackmail the girls with it? I don't. Happening part two or something? I uh, don't. Think. At this time, it's unknown. But right. the rumblings around from some sources. Uh, are basically that he was trying to shop them around to various amateur porn sites, but I don't know if that's true. That is at this Jeez. point unconfirmed. Because that's that's the only like 
reason I think someone would do something like this to try and sell them to, to some some other site. Sell them or personal oh use, but still, there needs to be some sort of punishment okay. for doing this. All right, all right. So I okay. found I found an I found like one of the original articles on the Gold Coast Bulletin talking about this email, but they didn't know it was fake at the time. It says, um, let's see, uh, Sharnay Lewis reckons her real treasure chest makes her just the busty wench Disney is looking for to join Johnny Depp's drunken buccaneer Jack Sparrow in the cast of Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. The former Dracula's cabaret performer is ready to sit the jiggle test and rock a corset. After the producers of the $250 million blockbuster posted a casting call, casting call for busty wenches who must have a natural D2FF cup bra sized breasts. Quote, my agent tested, uh, texted me this week saying, random question, are your boobs real and would you consider yourself busty? Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it goes and actually quotes the actual email in full. Busty late is needed. Looking for Caucasian ladies 18 to 50 that are dress size 8 to 12 and a rocking D to FF cup. Natural only. No implants. Must have good availability during May. Please send all pics at... Uh, pic, pic, yeah. Please send all pics to budhopescasting at gmail.com forward to anyone that fits this brief that is interested in paid background extras work approximately $23 an hour. A former contestant on Big Brother and The Voice, Miss Louise, said she would definitely apply. So the newspaper get it, gave it credibility. They didn't <laughs> even bother asking the, the, the actual agency about it. Mm-hmm. This, 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 this is bad. This is, it's horrible. It is horrible, but also just, just perfect. This is just terrible. I mean, honestly, any girl listening, like right now. Right. Unless you want to do porn, and I'm totally fine with that. I mean, do it what what you want. Never send a naked picture of yourself to anyone. Never, ever, never, never, ever. Unless it's I mean, like, unless it's like someone like you love for life, like boyfriend no, forever. No, not even then. For real? Don't do it. Hmm. Do not do it. <laughs> Computers get hacked. Phones get hacked. Mm, people true. misplay stuff. You will be naked on the internet, and it's going to be forever. Your kids are going to see you <laughs> naked on the internet, and that's going to be forever. You're going to scar your kids for life. That's a that's forever. Twenty ninety one. Wow, this is my great grandmother naked. Huh. There is some people oh God, who accident. may or may not have naked photos of me at some point, but frankly, if you hack into their computer and you end up with a naked photo of me, I'm not that concerned. Joke's on you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just but saying. Yeah, I, I also do must... It. Really? Also, a uh, professional, a professional casting agency will never ask for a, for a naked picture of yourself. No. A casting oh, yeah. agent will never ask you to, to be naked in front of them for <laughs> casting reasons unless it's a porn thing. Right. And and you're actually on doing like the porn. Yeah. So so just don't. don't. Really it's dude, a it's a dude. lesson in internet common sense. Although I could see why someone would fall for it just because of the glamour of working in movies. And thus their common sense could get clouded by that. But yeah. 
Guys and assholes. Damn. And I mean, I can't really fault this. I may or may not have to apologize. I also may or may not have worked in Bulletin at some point in the past. <laughs> and I also cannot fucking believe, like, right in the middle of this article talking about how these ladies were scammed on the Bulletin, Interactive Gallery, our celeb picks for busty wenches. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <sighs> I was just like, why? Really? Placement. Yeah. Placement. You can't always work at the best places, let me no. tell you. <laughs> also, by the way, it was Kim Kardashian, Scarlett Johansson, Jessica Rabbit, the fucking cartoon character, oh, that's... Pamela Anderson, mm. Dolly Parton, who is about 180 in the shade, Kiara <laughs> uh, <laughs> Knightley, who... Kiara Knightley, who famously Knightley? somewhat lacks a bust, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, Christina really? Hendricks, fair enough, mm. Uh, Kate Upton, and that's it. So they're not even going to make lists of busty wenches, for fuck's sake. Kira Knightley, really? Really? Really, really. Really, really. They tried to make her look busty in one of the last pirate movies, but it was difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It it turns out the part where she was almost fainting in the first one because of her corset being too tight, that was a little more truth than movie magic. <laughs> they really did corset her up super tight with a lot of support to try and give her some cleavage. When you oh, need God. when you need one of those uh one of those uh pickup truck strap uh things, you know a winch? That's the one. You know you're trying to do a little bit too much with a corset than you probably oh. should. I know the dangers of corsets from oh. other people. Oh, I have too many. I have too many lady friends who who know who wear corsets to not know how much of a pain in the ass they are. I have one. They're uncomfortable. I'm sure you do, Trevor. Sure, but you. I'm pretty sure you're wearing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's pictures on the internet of you wearing that same corset. I don't know if they're on the internet, but there are pictures. Sherba. <laughs> In, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a picture of it, it needs to have its own Facebook page, just like that fucking hat. Facebook page, Cherba in corset, done. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've been in the theater on and off for most of my life. I can't actually think of many articles of women's clothing that I haven't worn at some point. There we are. That I just opened up the That Fucking Hat Facebook page. Uh, 34 people actually, like this. In fact, I wore a corset playing Frank and Furter. There you go. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> you can't take the piss if Tim Curry wore one too. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, Cur- Tim Curry has worn a many, many thing. Let's see. But yes. he's Tim fucking Curry. Is Tim Curry <laughs> can do everything. <laughs> and I'm most definitely not Tim fucking Curry. <laughs> no, no. You're not as big of a ham as he is. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> All right, so we've uh, we've exhausted our topics list. Uh, before we wrap up the show, is there anything anybody wants to plug? Uh, yes. Something about Atomic Trigger War. Listen to it. Yes. And I don't know the address, so just Google it. Atomic Trivia War 9000. 
Yes, listen go, to Jamie. listen you to Atomic it. Trivia War Nine Thousand on Simply Syndicated. It's a very good show, or so I'm told. Yes, I've been told so as well. Yes. I wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Uh, Viga, you're doing a comic now, right? Oh, I've I've had like pretty much yeah. I've had to put it on a small hiatus because I got you know school stuff, and I'm working on an animated. Naturally. Like short right now. No, oh. but yeah, it's just for school. My first uh, short I'm mm. doing. It involves a bacon sandwich, Ooh. and lots of DBZ fighting. Sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I have. I do have My Little Pony fan comic because I like ponies. Yay! Mm-hmm. Uh, called Cream Cheese and Val. You could find that at uh, creamcheeseandval.tumblr.com. I uh, do lots of different art, and you can see what I'm working on on my art blog, vigasartroom.tumblr.com. And right now, pan- like planning a lot of panels for uh, conventions I'm going to. I'm doing panels at ASEN, that's Anime Central. I'm doing panels at, hopefully, Anime Midwest, Kineticon, and Otacon, but not confirmed yet. However, it is confirmed that I'm going to all three of those conventions. Mm-hmm. And what else can I fit in? Oh, I'm working on the Atomic Fourth Wall movie, doing storyboards for it, as well as uh, working on set as their cook. Ooh. So that's uh, about it right now. Otherwise, just follow me on Twitter. Ega at Twitter. Yes, and also follow her on Tumblr, where she shares a great many wonderful things at uh, vigaishere.tumblr.com. I am Tumblr crazy. You're Tumblr... No, no, Viga, you're Tumblr-tastic. You also have a DeviantArt, because I didn't know you had a Tumblr. I follow you on, on DeviantArt, actually. Oh, yes, I have a DeviantArt, uh, starlightv at dot deviantart.com, but I updated... It's kind of like my secondary art place now that I got a Tumblr. I really need to post more things there and be more active on that. But I do post it... All stuff on it, maybe every month or so. I think I have a, just about everything social media wise. <laughs> I got an Ello, and I don't even use that. <laughs> you got to secure your namespace. Pretty much. That's how I got Vigo on Tumblr before all the other Vigas around the country. It's apparently there's a lot of them, and I must yeah. defeat them all to be the only Vega. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anything you got? To, anything you got to promote? Uh, I'm I'm just glad that I am not in competition for that title. Jeez, no kidding. God, what was that thing Maybe you had? Probably kill me. Oh man, I'm just I'm getting flashbacks to like the geek chats we did so so long ago. So long now. God, I was thinking about those just the other day. What was that thing? I know. Tyrone Washington. Tyrone Washington here. <laughs> here to talk about Tumblr and lots of other stuff. I'm big, I'm black, and I'm awesome. <laughs> My man needs to some work. I, I gotta, I gotta do, do, oh, oh. Man voice. I can't. Oh, I can't do it that much anymore. Oh yeah, Tyrone oh, yeah. Washington. Rocket fuel, malt liquor. Damn. <laughs> Let's see who gets that reference. <laughs> uh, that sounds so okay. good. Black yeah. Tyrone would say. 
Things to plug. First of all, since Omar can never remember it, it is simplysyndicated.com slash show slash ATW9K. Thank there's you. Also there's also a meetup in Leeds on April the 18th. See the Facebook group for details. And <laughs> Leeds is an awesome town. You should go there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to miss it, Richard. I know you desperately want us there even though we're not on Simply Syndicated at all, but we there's should a, be. There's a Friday night party line meetup, and I know nothing about this. Really? Where the fuck yeah. is it? Why did nobody tell me about I, what are you? Wait, Why what are you talking about? about? <laughs> no, not us. Simply Syndicated. Oh, okay. They're the ones having a meetup in I place. was wondering, like, when the hell did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> not us. Have a meetup, we need people who listen. I know. You know, we keeps I oh, keep okay. watching I, the numbers. I do get to see I do get to see Pratt occasionally. He's <laughs> basically the only listener I know who I've met in person and de- know as a person. Yeah. Everyone else who comes by is basically like, Hi, bye. <laughs> cool. I like you guys. You should come out drinking sometime. Yeah. Okay, other than that, uh, something to actually plug that somebody hasn't plugged already. Um uh, <laughs> I've been listening to a musician lately called Courtney Barnett. She's really good. You should probably pick up her album if she has one. I'm pretty sure she does, but I'm not sure if it's actually in print yet. Yeah. She's an incredibly good lyricist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, give it a listen. It's good stuff. Yeah. Let's see. She was on Jimmy Fallon, apparently. And NPR. Well, there you go. NPR. Love it. So if you listen to NPR, you can put her brand new CD in your fancy tote bag. Yes. And you can get an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube if you're very lucky. <laughs> Let's see, we get all these listeners, but it's like... Hmm. Oh my god, what the hell happened in episode 88? It's got 2,151 no <laughs> listens. Wait, did we have one of the ATW9K crew on? Yes, we had Jason. And we had Adam, so there you go. In half of those, case, half of those are probably Adam. Adam's mom. <laughs> hey, man, Adam's mom is a sweet old lady, and I yes. will not hear a word about it. Hey, no, I didn't say she wasn't. She's a, <laughs> Ad, Adam's mom, you are a wonderful lady. <laughs> you, oh, you, please keep listening. Yes, please. I noticed you guys played Channel A. Yes, we did. We did. It was yes. great fun. Yeah. So I kept... there's this new Kickstarter project project from Jason Thompson, the guy who did a like a like a thousand manga book, and he does House of a Thousand Manga on A and N. He's did a Channel A like game called Mangaka, and he's kickstarting it now. Uh, Mangaka is basically the same type of thing, kind of like Channel A when it comes to you get pick up these cards and then you have to make a manga from them. Kind of like with Channel A, where you're just pitching an anime. Uh-huh. And it sounded really awesome, and I'm all about it, and I'm going to kickstart it as soon as I get 50 bucks so I can be one of the first to own it and bring it to MAGFest. <laughs> oh, this MAGFest. I know. Yeah, it's... Mangaka, the it, fast and furious game of drawing comics, a creative, fast-paced card game where players draw stories combining wild themes and an ever-growing number of fleeting trends. So I think that game's going to be the business, and I totally want to be one of the first people to get that game. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, this chick has a book falling on her head, but where'd the book come from? It can't have come off the shelf, it's too high. Hammer space. 
Maybe that guy by the just hurling books around in this room. I think it's the guy that looks rather upset off in the uh, on the right hand of the frame. <laughs> oh yeah, teacher son. Yeah, with uh, the Italy mug. Oh no, the other guy. Uh, the guy at the door. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The editor, he's like, get the manga. We need the manga. <laughs> I just I'm, finished. I'm just so looking forward to this game. I've never been Don't so excited like for a cat. Kickstarter till now. Except for the poor crap Kickstarter that already ended. <laughs> yes. Okay. The funny thing about that Channel A game is I kept thinking of, like, all much better things for, like, half of them immediately after <laughs> the premise. But that's how it always is, no matter what the game is. Cards Against <laughs> Humanity, same thing. Apples to apples, same thing. It's just how it always is. You know what's the best time I played Channel A? I was at MAGFest a couple years ago. I played it with a room full of, like, this fanfic, um, online fanfic club. They were all went to oh, a yes. party. Oh, I was like, God. hey, we need some girls at a party. You all girls come to this party. <laughs> I put Channel 8 in front of them, and it just, for hours, just hilarity. They were the right group to give that game to. I got to tell you. The first, when I first bought this game, it was like at an anime expo. I bought it right from Osmati Games. And I went and I took it, went straight from the dealer's hall, right over to board games. And I said, I'm looking to play an awesome game with awesome people. And you know what? We ended up playing this game and coming up with like, we came up with like a few shows that were really awesome. And and then ended up coming up with theme songs for those shows. Bunny police! So you're saying that you write the team tune, you sing the team tune. No. I don't understand okay. that reference. Okay, here's the second plug. Watch Little Britain, it's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, alrighty then. Well, that was a, uh, a fantastic episode. Uh, thank you to Omar and Viga and, of course, Chirba for coming on to the show today. And uh, we hope to see you guys all next time on Friday Night Party Line. See you. Bye. You will be hearing a lot of banana trucks going by. <laughs> Do banana, banana trucks, trucks have a it specific is, sound? It is a thing. It is a thing that Jason complains a lot about. Is a banana truck like like an ice cream truck, but instead of playing like the uh, the merry-go-round broke down, they play, you know, the Banana Man song? No, they play La Cucaracha. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Not racist because I'm Latin American. <laughs>